Welcome back to Sit Down with RHS, a podcast from the Royal Hospital School where we talk to staff, pupils and the alumni to find out how the school makes a unique impact to young people's lives. Now in this episode we're sitting down with another two year 13s to hear about their life at RHS and ambitions for the future. First, we have Archie, a school prefect and rugby player who has just signed a professional contract with the Northampton Saints. An incredible achievement and following a long line of top athletes coming out of RHS. So congratulations to Archie. He joined RHS in year seven and is keen in all sports, including hockey and cricket. And we're also joined by Rachel, who joined RHS in year seven. Rachel has had three older siblings go through the school, including Jonathan Elori, who we interviewed in episode one. So be sure to check that one out. Uh, Rachel is deputy head girl and head scholar, which means she is most enthusiastic about academics. She writes in magazines and did very well in her GCSEs. And Rachel also plays first team netball and she loves athletics. In this episode, we hear an interesting fact about the military association with the school. We talk about the wonderful world of herbal remedies, as Rachel explored in her recent EPQ, and about singing in St Paul's Cathedral. What wonderful acoustics that must have been. Now I'll hand over to your host, Arabella Nordi, speaking to Archie and Rachel. Welcome. Um, today I am joined by two sixth formers, Archie and Rachel. Thank you so much for taking the time. Now, I think let's uh, kick off with you, Archie. So Archie, you, um, I think you live in Suffolk and you're a day boy, aren't you? Um, what led you to become a pupil at RHS? Um, it all started. So I used to go to prep school over like more Essex way, like Chelmsford sort of direction. And both my siblings went to independent school. So we were looking for that sort of education for my secondary school. And after looking around a bit, we heard just from like a friend whose sister came here um, just to give it a look, gave it a, like give it a check out. And when we turned up on our first open day, just the sheer scenery of the school almost was a hard sell for us straight away. Um, just like turning up on the parade square, seeing the sunrise over the, over the river Stour was a real like wow factor for us. And then following that, I think we came to realize that out of all our options, I think the sport here was what was best for me. Like they had a really strong rugby department when I joined, really friendly coaches who I got on with really well. And I think after that was a bit of a no brainer for me. I love that. What a beautiful description as well. The sunrise setting and things like that. So do you have any siblings who came to RHS? No. So both my siblings went to other independent schools, both locally and then one in Hertfordshire as well. Okay, so you struck out on your own. And Rachel, in contrast, I think you are a long line of uh, family members to come to RHS. Yeah, I had um, three older siblings come here and then I'm the last Delory to come here. We, we chose to come here because my dad actually used to be in the Navy and he thought it was important that we had an experience of sort of like naval traditions without necessarily being in the forces ourselves. Um, now, thank you for raising that, actually, because um, for some people who may be listening, might not know much about the history of RHS. So how is RHS linked to the Navy? Um, so I think one of the little nicknames of the school way back when was the Cradle of the Navy, because a long time ago, the children of sort of like naval sailors and all sorts used to be sent here, that this was like the main place where they'd be sent to go to school. And it's sort of like overseen by Greenwich Hospital, which is obviously closely linked to the Navy as well. 
Oh, fantastic. So uh, do you think your father's dreams have been fulfilled, that you've had a touch of the Navy without actually joining the forces? Um, I definitely think so, especially with things like divisions and even the kind of like lingo we use around school is all very similar to stuff that he um, had when he was a young officer. Okay, well, and Archie, you mentioned, didn't you, about the parade ground. How about yourself? What Have, for, have you got any naval background or how has it been part of a naval tradition at this school? Um, so I'm actually completely new. None of my family have been in the forces or anything. So at first, all like the naval stuff was a bit of a shock to the system. But I think like in year seven, I think you did like you detest it a little bit. But as you grow through the school, I think you really start to appreciate what it means. And especially in my last year now, you can really see like what has helped done for you in terms of like discipline and almost just enjoying it as well. Fantastic. So both of you have uh, been at the school for seven years, haven't you? And you're both of you are exceptional athletes. So Archie, tell us a little bit about, only obviously you mentioned rugby, perhaps what does your sort of rugby life at school look like and how did you get into rugby in the first place? Um, so I first got into rugby through my brother actually when I was probably at four or five, so very young. And then since I've been here, I've just had constant support from the school the whole way through. So I think it was in year seven or eight, they first put me forward for Saints trials and then supported me all the way through that. So when it was more local, they used to give lifts on the bus and stuff to the training for all the boys, which is good, as well as just the coaching here has just been top draw since since day one, um, like one-to-one sessions, also getting help with like strength and conditioning, all that sort of stuff. And then especially in this last year as well, I've had my under 18 academy league and I've had special permissions to go and help like pursue that dream of playing there. Um, so getting out of school on Tuesday afternoons and then games on weekends as well. Um, so that's been good. And all that support has ended up helping me to get off of my professional contract this year as well. So that's all been very, very good. Yeah. Congratulations. So how has so how's the school do you think supported you to get that professional contract? You know, you mentioned about sort of excellent coaching, allowing you time to go out. I mean, is that a natural thing that the school does automatically? Um, I think it's more of like a talent identification thing. So they identify the players with like lots of potential and they focus on them quite a lot. So there's a thing called TPG, I think it's the talented potential group, yeah, which is like their strength and conditioning system where those like sports scholars and those talents of their sports get that extra time in the gyms. And it's one of the things that I think has really helped me develop over the past few years to be where I am today. I mean, you mentioned strength and conditioning. Obviously for me, it just sounds like a gym class. Why, why is that important, Arch, for somebody perhaps listening? It basically gives you like sports specific coaching in the gym. So gives you movements and exercises that are both transferable to sport and just improving athleticism. So um, really transfers onto the field, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. And so, Rachel, you're a full boarder, but you're also athletic as well. What are your um, passions as sport-wise at school? Well, outside of school, I compete in athletics. So I currently run relays and I'm doing triple jump and long jump. But then in school, uh, I tend to focus mostly on netball because that's something I've been doing for quite a long time. And the netball team RHS is really, really strong. So how do you make time to compete like in athletic competitions outside of school? How does the school support that? Um, Well, most of my competitions land on Saturdays or Sundays and they don't really tend to be within school time, but when they are, so like at the moment during the indoor season, if I ask for permission, then I'm given permission to come out of school, compete and then come back to school, which I think is really, really good because they've been quite flexible with me in terms of like training, but then also competing as well. Wow. And so, and how does that affect as well your academic 
you know, timetable as well? Well, I try not to let my extracurricular activities have too much of an impact on academics, especially because I know that when it boils down to it, the real reason that like I'm at school is to get good grades and come out again. I don't know. I guess if I know that my academics are strong and the school knows that, then they're more willing to let me be more flexible in terms of what I do with my free time. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, yes, this this is a school, RHS, and its job, isn't it, is for you to actually to come away with an excellent education. So, Archie, tell me a little bit, what are you studying at the moment and what are you planning to do in the future? Um, so, I currently study economics, maths and geography at A-level. And moving into the future is a little bit unsure for me at the moment just because of that contract coming up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking to do, just because my academics have always been important to me, do like a side-by-side uni degree alongside playing rugby as well. Where is the question at the moment, whether I go to Loughborough and study there or if I can make something work elsewhere? Guess what we're discussing at the moment. Um, Why are you looking to do them alongside one another? Um, Just because I think rugby as a career obviously isn't particularly long-term. So even if you have like a really good career, you'll be ending at 35-ish. So I think it's important to have that further education just to help you slot into a job somewhere else. And I think the first three years of your career are probably like the best time to get that done when things are a little bit less Mm -hmm. busy for you so you can manage them and balance them a little bit better. Oh, okay. And how has the school supported you with making those choices? Um, Actually, very well, actually. So since since the announcement came out, I've had a few discussions um, with the head of sport, the headmaster and all this and how I'm going to like balance it. And they've all been very helpful, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you. And uh, Rachel, what what are you studying and what are your ambitions for the future? Um, I'm currently studying A-level chemistry, biology and maths. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to perhaps study in the UK, but I'm also looking at going to the US because I know that um, athletics training in the US is really intensive and the opportunities there are incredible. But in terms of further than that, like career, I've really been leaning towards the pharmaceutical industry. So I love that we so talk about athletics, US and sunny pharmaceutical. What, what about that has sort of piqued your interest? I think because I've always found sort of like helping others is really important. And I think that in terms of the way that medicines are produced and um, the things that we look at to heal people, there's almost a gap in the market when it comes to specifically sort of like viral diseases. Obviously, we've had the pandemic and stuff. And that's really highlighted how like, there's a real need for sort of like antibiotics, but like for viruses. And I think that that's really interesting and it's quite exciting. Gosh, I, and you're you're so right. I mean, obviously the pandemic has really sharpened our focus, hasn't it, about the ability to create new medicines for people working together. So what are you doing at the moment that is sort of building the steps towards that direction for you? Well, I studied an EPQ, well, I completed an EPQ in year 12 and the focus of it was whether you could use herbal medicines and herbal remedies to replace the more popular pharmaceutical medications for a range of different diseases. And I actually did find that you can use a lot of herbal remedies because there's there's enough science there to back them up and sort of like proves that they can be used almost in replacement for a lot of things. Um, and that, I found that really interesting. And I'm still actually completing a lot of research with regards to that whole area of science, like in my own time as well. 
Wow, congratulations. Okay, well, let's let's take it out of the classroom. So we've obviously talked about your sport. I mean, Archie, what else have you got involved in? So you've been at um, RHS for seven years, well, nearly seven years. Um, what else have you got up to um, in your days there? Um, so starting in year nine, I tried my hand in the CCF for a little bit. So first year, you're obviously in like the recruit section, then I moved into the marine section until year 12. Um, and I honestly really, really enjoyed all of that. Um, I think all that sort of stuff really developed me as a character just around building stuff like teamwork and leadership and all them sort of skills. I think that stuff really helped me. How does the CCF or the Combined Cadet Force, what exactly does it involve? Like if someone might never have, um, doesn't know actually what, what it involves. So how did that develop you? How, how has that been a really good thing for um, a young man of your age? I think to almost put it simply, it's just almost like just sort of like military-esque sort of training. So learning how to do certain things with like rifles and then like ambushes and all that sort of stuff. And it's basically just getting you to work together as a team and gives you opportunities to lead your team and do certain things around certain activities. What was probably one of your highlights? I think there was one time we played, it wasn't really manhunt, but it was like a big live drill where you had to set up ambushes on other other teams and that was that was good fun yeah i'm sure there will be some parents listening to this thinking ambushes manhunt what on earth is this school all about so archie just just remind us what you said it's working in a team what was the positive benefit for um for for all of you taking part in this what why do you think the activities have been set up like that for the ccf um it was essentially just trying to like it's like a leadership thing especially mm. as well getting you to organize your team and put them in certain places for certain reasons and like set up patrols and all that sort of things just to like work as a solid team and execute your your orders pretty much and how does the skills that you've learned there how how does that help you you know with your ambition to become a professional rugby player i think especially like the confidence with leadership um them sort of activities bring definitely transfer both on field and off field when it comes to rugby. So when you're leading on the field, like telling people what to do, commanding people and like just using your voice, that becomes really important. There's a good crossover there as well as just discussions outside of games in like meetings, Mm -hmm. um, analysis, things like that. That also gives you the confidence to be able to speak up in large groups. That and that's a really good point, isn't it? That those transferable skills and confidence and leadership. Um, so for you, Rachel, I mean, what have you been taking part? We've obviously heard about your EPQ um, and the fact that you've also um, your athletics. But what else do you have time for? Because you're and also it'd be good to hear as well about your boarding life. Um, well, I'm actually quite a busy person. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm in the chapel choir at school. I'm in the orchestra and the advanced string ensemble. I had a bit of a go at CCF for a year, but then I stopped doing it in year 11 to do services instead. What else is there? Obviously, there's all the sport and everything. Um, And I've had a go at a couple of plays as well, like drama. So if I was going to tie you down and say you could only do one area, so you could either do sport, music, theatre or service, which one would you advocate and why? Hmm, that's a really good question I would say music definitely because the thing about music is that you can sort of make it into whatever you want in a way so within being a part of the music department and everything I've done three pop and rock concerts I've also sang a solo in a sort of opera style concert and obviously I've sung the chapel choir at various different locations and I think there's just so much range in terms of what you can do like I've 
sort of sung and performed so many different genres and different instruments as well and with lots of different groups and different people I just think that it really um if I was just doing that I would still have just as much breadth as a person as I have done doing other things wow and is and is that sort of breadth and opportunity created by RHS's music department or is that driven by your interests I think it's sort of like a mix of both because the thing about the music department is that they they give everyone so many opportunities to try different things like like they have so many mixed ability groups but then I think it comes down to whether as a person you want to get involved with all these things and I've personally found that I have and so I've chosen to take on so many new things but the fact that they've um given me the opportunity to even do that has been amazing and what's the most impressive place that you've sung definitely St Paul's Cathedral that Ooh. was I've done that a couple of times and it's just the wow factor in there is just off the charts I could imagine Archie you into singing as well absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> So you haven't had a chance to sing in St Paul's Cathedral in the same way as Rachel? No, not not quite, no. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's good to hear. So Archie, just tell us about because obviously I've spoken to quite a few people at RHS who are boarders um, or who weekly board. What is it like being a day pupil um, at a school where you've got a lot of boarders? I've generally had a really positive experience as a day pupil, to be honest. Um, comparing it to other schools where it's like a majority border population, I think the opportunities here you get to almost fit into that border feel is much more than you have at other places. Like having the opportunity to have your own day house where you have this feeling of being like in a boarding house with other people. I feel like you don't get that sort of experience other places. So that's been really positive for me. Yeah. What other experiences? So just, just to unpack, what do you mean by other experiences? So what experiences do you get as a day pupil that some schools might only give to boarders? Um, just having that camaraderie in house, I think, and then having that sense of being a part of a community that is your house. And through that, having like these intra-house competitions against the other boarding houses, things like house shout, um, like sports leagues, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the camaraderie now, I've heard a lot about camaraderie um, at RHS. Um, everyone talks about that. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a little bit more about that later. And Rachel, you're a boarder. You've been a boarder since year seven, I feel, have you? Yeah. How did you find that? Um, I think because I knew that I was going to come to this school already, and I've always known that I was going to be a full boarder, I was kind of ready for it when I um, turned up. Like in a way, I've almost felt more homesick in year 13 than I was in year seven. Like year seven, I just walked in and I was like, right, that's it. Bye, mum and dad. I'm off. And it's just, I think because everybody's sort of in the same boat in a way I think because mm-hmm. throughout the years you know full borders they come and they leave a lot of the time when they've like come from other countries they don't always stay for as long but now there's sort of like a few full borders left that have been there since you seven like me and we've all really grown to like become like a weird little family in a way like there's that sort of closeness because we've all we were all in the same boat we all turned up in year seven like not having a clue about anything and like losing our washing and all this crazy stuff <laughs> And it's just been really enjoyable going through that with other people that are like feeling the same as you. Oh, yes. I, I love that idea of losing your washing. Well, uh, good good to know that you've obviously many skills that you've picked up, which you might not have picked up. So you two are obviously coming to the end, I don't want to sort of say that coming to the end of your time at RHS. If you could sort of bottle one thing or put it in your pocket, um, whether it's a physical thing or emotional thing or a memory, what would that be from your last sort of six and a half years RHS I think one thing that I'll massively miss is a bit out of the blue really but just the scenery of the school I think it's not like you think any like a thing you get anywhere else just the grounds the look of the school all of that is just 
I think something you can't really find many other places. So you're, so you're going to take that. Okay, love that. Thanks. And actually, because you started off as well, Archie, with that beautiful description as well, when you first came to the school to look around the school as well. Rachel, what about you? I would say, so there's this sort of, the, the only way I can describe it is the Holbrook sound. And right. it's the noise that everyone makes. Well, I say noise. It's a lot nicer than that. When the whole school are in the chapel and we're all singing a hymn that we really like, say like, I don't know, Jerusalem or something mm-hmm. like that. And everybody's belting it. And like, you can feel like your, your chest rattling and the organs going off. And it's just like, you just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a really, really nice thing. It always, I always, I felt the same about it since year seven. And I feel the same about it now. Like I've come to even appreciate it more just because over COVID and everything, we didn't really like have like whole school chapel meetings like that. But I think if I could sort of take the essence of the Holbrook sound and carry it around with me, then that would be really nice. Obviously, it's not quite like Desert Island Disc. I can't grant you either of your options, but I love that idea of being connected and also the sort of senior as well. So what values do you think that you have learned, both of you, while you've been going on this journey during your time at RHS? I think I would say respect, definitely, because that's one thing that is really because because there's so many like people leadership opportunities here and we've Mm. both taken advantage and like taken the opportunity to do that learning about you know respect and how to earn respect from others um has always been a really big part of the way people act here and I think there's everybody treats everybody with this like really high baseline respect here and I think that's one thing that's been really important that I've learned where does that come from because you know obviously a lot of people talk about respect and you know it's very important and you know looking the dignity of the human being but how does that get translated into you actually taking that as something that's important yourself as a pupil I think because once you get here everybody's already acting in a certain way like everybody's already really polite that you just you almost can't help but be as polite as everybody else and the sort of like naval traditions as well and that sort of atmosphere has definitely helped to drive um that overall respectful environment brilliant well thank you Rachel Archie what about you um I think like the opportunities and just the lifestyle at RHS almost ingrains this sense of just confidence in you and being bold and coming out of yourself a little bit more like when I turned up in year seven I was quite a timid little year seven child and since then, like all the stuff I've got involved in the CCF, the rugby, all like the stuff of like ceremonial stuff as well, um, it's just made me way more confident within myself and encouraged me to be much bolder, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So yeah. I think that's quite a big thing that I've taken from RHS. Yeah. I love that idea of boldness and confidence because that is what you, we want to encourage young people, isn't it? To, is to take opportunities when they come and um so if you were going to be speaking to either your year six self or to another year six who is perhaps thinking about rhs what would you say to them <laughs> both of you are like oh yes do you want to go first or <laughs> um okay i think i would say get involved with everything that you can in the first year because the thing about year seven is that it's kind of like a whole year of um orientating yourself to the school that's basically what year seven is for and if you don't like I've kind of noticed that the people that didn't um sort of get as involved as they could have in year seven still haven't really connected with that part of school even now and I think establishing that sort of sense of you know being bold as Archie said 
and taking all the opportunities you can is really important to like start that as soon as you come in because like there's no better chance to try new things than when you're young and you don't have to think about GCSEs or A-levels yet you know <laughs> okay well that I love that as well get involved get stuck in Archie what about you I think just to underpin everything don't don't be scared of it obviously a place mm. like this is massive like from front to back it's a massive school loads of classrooms it's obviously still quite a big school population wise as well so I think turn up you obviously the lifestyle here is very different to what you have at prep school so longer days more days per week all that sort of stuff so don't be like disheartened by that just embrace it because the quicker you embrace it and you adapt to it the the more you're going to succeed here okay well we will take that so adapting embracing getting stuck in um, I wish the two of you all the best with your future plans, uh, with your A-levels obviously first, but also with your university choices and your professional contracts. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. It's been a pleasure. And that was Archie and Rachel, both year 13 students at RHS. And I wanted to thank you both for coming on the show and telling us about your experiences at RHS and all the best for your A-levels. And that's it, everyone. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an interview and you hear some amazing and inspiring stories from pupils, teachers and alumni of the school. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.